Hello. Hello. You are listening to For the Love Of, a podcast series by your hosts, Jace Walker. And Ryan D. So this podcast is just two, I don't know, just two average Joes. Regular, regular dudes, you know, just chatting about stuff we love. Yeah, just just rambling away, yeah. Um, so we've got a couple of things to talk about today, which yeah. are... So we've got the console war, which is huge right now. The new consoles coming out, PS5, and the Xbox, whatever it is. What is it? Xbox seventy, uh, Xbox seventy-two, seven, Xbox yeah, you twenty-eight. Know, you know, one thousand and eighty. Who knows at this point? There's so many. Uh, anyway, the new Xbox against the PS5. Kind of, I'm going to need to real quickly Google that name, I think. I think completely... there's quite a few options, actually. I think there's the, the Series X and there's... That's the... it, the Series X. Yeah, and then there's the... What is it? The, the Series S? Is that is that a thing? The Xbox well, isn't, S? isn't there the Xbox One S? Isn't that like... Or are they doing sort of... They've well, got the see, Series the, X and... The... I thought the S already was a thing. And then you've got... Yeah. Yeah, because... Because usually Xbox do their thing where they bring out the console and then they have the smaller console, which is the exact same thing, but smaller. And that's mm. it. So it's a little bit extra money for them. Yeah. Um, so we have that. And then other topic, which is the Mandalorian, which is another thing that is absolutely amazing right now. Yeah. Um, we're very hyped. We're, we're two episodes into series two. Episodes two. In, yeah. And it's great so far. I'm loving it. Yeah. So right, so which we starting on first? Um, well, yeah. Um, let's talk about that. So, um, with any console, everybody can just say, "Oh, you know, the the PlayStation Five is this, or the Xbox Series yeah. X is that, and oh, mm-hmm. teraflops and all that." But yeah, I think the real deciding factor as to what anybody would personally pick up over the other one yeah is the exclusive games you know so of course. yeah it was um every every time there's a, a new console coming out and there's a new generation you have the shows that will show off all the new games coming out for their consoles some of these shows show uh, games that will go across multiple platforms but they're always like in in the middle maybe um but at the start of these shows and at the end of these shows there's always the exclusives because those are the ones everyone's looking out for it's like right why do i want to get this console it's because i want to play this game right right yeah um and you know so what is it we had um the first so, cause the PlayStation Five uh, showcase. There was Spider-Man. Is it PlayStation Access? Is that like the name of? I think I so. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, they, so they had their show first. Yeah, and at the very beginning, they had Spider-Man uh, Miles Morales, which mm-hmm. is a is sort of a sequel, as I understand. Or is yeah, it, people have likened it to. Um, there was that Uncharted sequel that was kind of like an in-between mm. sort of yeah. Elseworld-style game. Yeah, you know? it's a difficult one because it looks more like a remodeling, I guess. Sort of they've changed the look of the previous game, basically, to suit a new character. That's what my understanding of it is. But also, 
you know, usually people would be quite unhappy with that since it's not a lot of feature changes. But also the previous game was very good. Was yeah, it? I um, think it's that Spider-Man. thing of if it's, if it's not broke, don't fix it, you know. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, a brilliant game. Which one was it? Spider-Man for what? Like, what's the name of it? It was just titled you know Marvel, Marvel Spider-Man. Um, the Marvel Spider-Man, yeah. yeah. Um, so, you know, brilliant game. Everyone loved it. If, it. if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, and I think the, the, the fixing bits that they have done, though, are, are tremendous. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the PlayStation 5's capability in terms of ray tracing and, you know, um, obviously performance and stuff. It, 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 you know, I've been watching gameplay of it, and it, it looks... Mm-hmm. amazing and also you know cheeky little spider-man pun um but oh. you know also like the just you know the range of sort of textures they can and shaders they can bring out yeah. this time you know yeah. you've got for the the playstation 5 for the uh the ultimate edition if you pre-order that you get these the costume from into the spider-verse which mm. if anyone's seen that movie i i, I can imagine a lot of people have it was quite a, a successful film if you haven't if you haven't for anyone listening you have to brilliant film yeah uh one of the best animated films probably this decade yeah totally um but like the 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 suit like the way that the whole art style of that film was you know trying to bring comic books to life you know from cell shading to also mm. you know half tone textures and the suit in the game has that exact same shading mm. technique where if light hits the suit there's a half tone pattern that is revealed that's and it's so that's impressive really cool. i mean that, that it can yeah. the console can replicate you know mm-hmm. cinematic quality animation yeah. um, that's really cool you know and and how they've also managed to you know i don't think this is a technical feat but just pure dedication to their craft they've they've paid attention to the animation style of that film and mm. lowered the so when you when you animate you can animate on ones or twos so it'd be you know one frame a second or um well one one frame of animation per the 24 frames a second or you could do it as 12 and in the film miles in the beginning is animated on twos to show visually that he is inexperienced and he's he's learning and mm. you know they've managed to bring that to the game which i think yeah, is really which is really, really interesting it's very impressive so we've got the that's the new spider-man game which will be exclusive to the playstation it's fair to say that the playstation show blew people out of the water it was very impressive the exclusives they showed in that were really cool some really cool stories um and amazing graphics uh just really really great and then we have the xbox show which wasn't as good i would say the main thing they showed was the halo infinite new game which of course you know new console there's going to be a new halo but it just wasn't as impressive they had a new couple features this halo is going to be a bit more open world which i quite like but also the when they were showing uh showcasing the gameplay for this new halo they weren't showing it on the new xbox it this was a it, they were showing it it was pc gameplay 
but a PC that was to the same specs as the new Xbox, which I found a bit dodgy. I was I was thinking, look, if this is the Xbox show, you have to show off the new kit, like the new capabilities of this new Xbox. So that was yeah. very disappointing. It's and I think everyone, I wasn't, a lot of people had that reaction. Yeah, I wasn't blown away by the Halo gameplay yeah. to any degree. Yeah. I thought it was. It seemed quite clunky. It seemed quite. I guess Halo's been. Yeah, I don't don't know if it was a conscious decision. That fluid um, with. I don't know. I think that might just be their standard gameplay, but it's it's fair to say Microsoft had a huge reaction to the feedback they got from that show because what was it? A few weeks after they bought out Bethesda. Yeah. Uh, and a couple other studios um, which was a huge decision it does seem like they are trying to build a uh, a back catalogue of exclusive studios and developers you know so Mm -hmm. that they can sort of win over the general because I'm going to be real the, the, the thing that is making me want to trade in my Xbox and buy a Playstation is mm. the fact that they have the better exclusive games. Better exclusives. And I understand the need for it because it creates the demand and it creates the competition. But at the end of the day, you know, if you've got something really good and you've got a really good game and you've got a really good concept and it's so there's so much love and craft put into it, yeah. you know, why should it be mm. something where it's a case of, okay, we're just going to hold on to this and mm. if you want to have it, you got to join us. You know, it should yeah. be, it should be like, remember when really good games were a thing we're and just, they were yeah. cross platform? It was never really about money no. back then. It was, you know, this is our passion. Game developers were like, this is our passion. Here's a good game. There you go. Yeah. Um, but now you have the likes of, well, I guess EA was always around, but still, <laughs> I think EA. <laughs> Yeah, it's a bad one. But that said, though, if it means that you don't have... Because one thing that really bugged me um, when I was growing up is that, you know, we, we had a we had a Nintendo Wii, right? Um, mm. You know, and it's like you'd have games that had multiple ports for different consoles. So, so yeah. the one that springs to mind, Call of Duty World at War, right? Yes. The, yes. the Wii port for that game was atrocious. Yeah, like, I'm not whether surprised. or not it was it's... because the Wii wasn't powerful enough for it, whether or not it was whether or not it was a different developer, I'm not yeah. entirely sure what the case was for that. I believe Treyarch did work on it, but I think it usually would be a matter with, of the controls, isn't it? It's really but also hard. with the uh, you know, or another example would be like you know movie tie-in games, for example. Like I had yeah. um, Transformers, uh, the second game, like for the movies. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. The Xbox port, because I got that later when I had an Xbox, the Xbox port w- had like a team deathmatch function. You know, it was like it was like a first yeah. person, it was like a first stroke third person shooter in a way. Shooter, yeah. The Wii port was strictly a platforming side scroller. Right. Because mm. they had to adapt it to suit the Wii more. Yeah, but you have different developers working on it. Similarly with um, the Andrew Garfield Spider-Man game, the first one, the mm. Nintendo Wii port had no free roam. It had no open world, like no, basically no web swinging mechanic. Strictly just yeah. combat. You know, and it's it's, mm. it's like... 
Yeah, and and people had to. What was the Nintendo? Was it the Wii U? The one that was the handheld. The Wii U. Yeah, that was a handheld uh, Nintendo Wii. Yeah, I yeah. think so. That they had to wait right. until that came out. That mm-hmm. had a bit more graphical punch and a bit more power. Yeah, to and release the the main port of the game. Yeah, it's also a matter of controls into. Yeah, uh, it it makes a lot of difference. But, I'm so glad those days are over. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but yeah, Microsoft buying uh, Bethesda and a few other studios out for seven point five billion, and that's basically a move from Microsoft being like, right, we need to we need to get some good exclusives in, mm. and if we can't make them, let's just buy them. Yeah. That's that's the thinking behind that, uh, in my opinion. If Whether I they... were if I were Square Enix right now, or Crystal Dynamics, those two um, developers, mm-hmm. I would definitely seek some kind of exclusivity payment. Because have yeah. you heard about uh, the Avengers game? The well, game has cost Square Enix and the Crystal Dynamics sixty eight million in losses because it only sold Ooh. three million copies. So well, if was I was never... a... yeah. Well, oh, sorry, if, go on. Sorry, if, if if I was a game developer, I would just, you know, I I would yeah, be crying it's really at that. bad. I remember when the trailer came out and it was never going to be amazing. I think everyone uh, knew when they saw when they saw that Captain America. Right? That, that <laughs> yeah. for me did it. I was like as soon as I saw how they had made the Captain America and how he kind of had a dad bod, which I was like a bit like his chest was like really big and i was like that character design seems off and the four they had wasn't the four people love from the films like the jokey one it was the like the classic comic one which some people like i personally like the more jokey four not the you you puny human sort of thing i don't like that four that's that four annoys me but it was all those character designs in the trailer that we saw which just it seems like that game was doomed for failure. As soon as the game trailer came out, I was like, "This isn't." That's I not think go well. myself, like when 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 the when the trailer came out, I was like, "Okay, not gonna be my cup of tea." Because no. personally, the Avengers isn't something I think needs a video game. Um, no, I but, think they were very late in bringing it out as well. Yeah, no, completely. Um, but when the beta came out i think that for me was when the nail <laughs> went because <laughs> the nail, so nail last clunky. nail in the coffin it would drop frames so mm-hmm. quickly it was yeah. incredibly just monotonous i think the only fun characters to because you've got you you know it's all centered around having characters that have different skill sets and work together and you know um, yeah and the option to go on multiplayer with your friends pick a character work together that sounds fine on paper, but when there's only two fun characters to play as out yeah. of six, it's, it's you've kind of got rare. a problem there, you know. And that's yeah. not me saying yeah. that I don't like the whole Avengers characters or anything. It's just, you know, Black Widow isn't going to be a fun game character to play as <laughs> when you've just got pistols. You know, they, they could have bit or you know. you know, there needs to be more done into to make those lower power ability characters. Yeah. Yeah. more interesting engaging like mm-hmm. don't get me wrong in terms of the story her character is quite compelling but in mm. terms of gameplay when your only mechanics in, in are guns and grappling onto people it yeah. kind of gets a bit boring whereas you know mm-hmm. iron man for example you've got the flights you've got the impulses you've got the uni yeah. beam you've got all sorts <coughs> you've got hand-to-hand combat 
Thor, you've mm-hmm. got the hammer, you've got flight, yeah. you've got lightning strikes, mm-hmm. you know, but the rest of the characters, uh, bar maybe Miss Marvel, who's got, you know, the sort of like stretchy arms and everything. Stretchy arms, of, like big fists. Yeah, like the, the rest of the characters, they just feel stale. Like the, mm. the blueprint for that game for Captain America should have been the Captain America game that came out alongside the first film. That game was fantastic. It was like the Arkham yeah. Asylum, but for Captain America. It was mm. like you had a really good combat mechanic that was better than the Arkham version. In it, it, like I, I think it was better than that because it was yeah. less based on dodging and timing and more based on sort of range and you know mm. sort of like quick reaction time. You know, um, yeah. so which made it really engaging. Like you know. Um, like you, you almost had a counter for when they were going to strike rather than the sort of like Arkham style. Yeah. Oh, okay. Little thing goes off. An attack is coming. You literally had a timer saying, right, it's imminent. And you've got that reaction time mm-hmm. to fight back. And also just, you know, the mechanics with the shield and, oh, it was so good. It was so, yeah. it was such a yeah. good game. Like ugh, I missed that game. I want another one. Yeah. See, now with all these sort of games coming out and they're exclusive to like Xbox or PS5, I'm kind of glad I'm a I'm a PC player, you know. I I like PC games. For one, they're cheaper, um, which I just, you know, you can't argue with that. And there's no... Yes, I miss some of uh, the games that are exclusive to, say, Xbox or PS5. I would love to play the new Spider-Man game. Unfortunately, we'll be able to. But yeah, as a a PC gamer, I sort of like look on the console one and and I'm like, oh, God, are you guys still going at this? Because there shouldn't be... They they need there should be a cross platform. It shouldn't yeah. be this game is exclusive to this console mm. and this you know, it just makes it, it the divide is just dumb and it's taking games are supposed to be fun. Yeah, and there's this needless division mm. uh, stopping players from playing with other players, and it just seems weird to me. Mm. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I mean, I suppose that's why what what's really nice is that, like, you know, small developers, you know, like like Among Us, for example, like, you know, you've got yeah. it on your mobile, you've got it on your laptop, yes. and it's interconnected. Mm-hmm. You can play with mm-hmm. people that are using it on their phones. You can play with people that are using it on their laptops, yeah. and it's no big deal. You I'm know, shocked it's not on console actually. Yeah, no, they'd make they'd make a, a fair book. They make that. a they would make a lot of uh, bang for the book. But I bet because they are working on Among Us Two, that's definitely coming out on the new consoles. They're going to time what that. What can they do? Like with well, that? it would like, just be a cash grab, won't it? It would just be a uh, they would take the features they've already got, improve them a little, improve the graphics. And, well it's a cartoon sort of look into it. So there's not really much improving in graphics, but you know, they'll change the art style a bit, maybe improve some of the tasks. Hopefully get rid of Simon says in the <laughs> game. If you've played among us and you know, what I'm on about Simon says it's where you've got to follow like a pattern. And for a game that, you know, you want to be doing short tasks, that task takes about a minute and you're possibly going to die. I think the so worst task to, to do is the one where you've got, I think it's something to do with electrical, but you've got the moving clock and you have to hit see, the button I don't at the mind precise that. Yeah, time. like the free, the free circles and yeah. you've just got a time. See, I don't mind that. 
Oh, I I hate that. I I I yeah. screw that one up so yeah, bad. Yeah. Many times have I been killed trying to do that task. I always um, I was once doing the you know you scan your key card pass um, on the machine, and I was once just there for about five minutes, just like trying to keep scanning it, and eventually I just burst out into laughter because I couldn't believe how long it was taking me. I was like, for fuck's sake, what is this? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Speaking of long times, long times, we've been waiting a long time for the Mandalorian season two. I guess we have. It's felt like a long time, even though yeah. they finished season one and they were like, "Look, we're going to have season two uh, like around this day." I'm like, "Yay!" So yeah, I mean, it's still kind of. I think it was very smart was like planning uh, from the creative team to mm. film the series back to back because yeah. You know, had they've not done that, it would have very, I think the show would have lost momentum Mm -hmm. because of everything that's happened here. And also the reaction to the rise of Skywalker as well. I think Mm -hmm. that might have turned people off. You know, it's very good that it came out before the rise of Skywalker because people were like, oh, okay, Mandalorian, this is interesting, this is cool. And then they would have Mm -hmm. gone to see the movie probably in bigger droves because they're like, oh, but I like the TV show, so maybe I might watch the movie. I like the TV show, let's see if they've got this, you know, film down. Unfortunately, the the film mixed, I didn't mind it, you didn't like it. I hate it. Um, (laughs) No, no. But the Mandalorian, we both agree. Oh, yeah. Is brilliant. Fantastic. So, so for, where are we now with it? We're in episode two? Episode two. We've just finished episode two. They left it on a bit of a cliffhanger. Yeah. Which I'm, well, it's not much of a cliffhanger. Uh, spoilers. Uh, spoiler alert for anyone yeah. listening. It's um, the Mandalorian and uh, Baby Yoda. And the one child. of the The child. They've been attacked by a lot of spiders in this ice cave, and now the ship is basically just screwed, and they're having to just keep in the cockpit because that's the only bit they can air seal. But it's halfway through this journey where the Mandalorian's got to deliver these eggs to save a race, but Baby Yoda is, is loving those eggs. He keeps trying to eat. Yeah, babies, which is not great. It's a kind of messed up. But. It's it's a cool sort of metaphor, really. Which is it's an idea that's not really been explored in Star Wars that much, really. Which is the idea of sort of nature, like nature. Yeah, and, yeah. and the fact the f- that there is, you know, there's always going to be predators and there's always going to be prey, and I yeah. think that's something that's that can kind of reflect. You know, I mean, in a way. It's a nice callback to how the Mandalorian was actually found as as a child. Mm. You know, you've got I'd say the child was yeah. the battle droids, let's say, and the eggs okay. were the, the the Mandalorian uh, foundlings. Mm-hmm. You know, okay. um, yeah. and I suppose it's a nice way to reinforce that you know this whole journey from season one to yeah. now is all about. It's, you know, like young, young folks yeah. having to survive, and mm. yeah, it's it's, it's quite genuinely compelling. it's really interesting how they took Baby Yoda as the predator in this case. Baby Yoda's not the bad guy, I guess, in the episode, but Baby Yoda is trying to eat these eggs because it's nature, like Baby Yoda, like the eggs yeah. that. Uh, 
they're the prey, Baby Yoda's the predator. And it's interesting to take a character which people find extremely cute and Mm. adorable, and that character is now kind of a problem and is actually um, a predator. But it also does show... That it is still just a child, you know, that it doesn't yeah, know. You know, the child doesn't you know, know any yeah. better. Yeah. And it's like, oh, that's food. Yeah. I love and that. It's just a basic need. And it's and it's yeah. interesting that it points out that sometimes people's basic needs can also yeah. be quite problematic for the bigger picture at large, you know. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, like, you know, that, that lizard was the last of her kind and the, those yeah. children were the last of their kind, you know, it was she was yeah. she was trying to set up her keep her race alive, you know. Yeah. And yeah. and there the child was just eating it, not knowing any just better. Just eat yeah, just not you knowing know? any better. Which which shows that a lot of times people can often do things that are incredibly detrimental to society at large without even knowing yeah. which is you know um it's definitely it definitely shows that mando needs to start feeding baby so baby yoda something better than carrots yeah he needs to give, he needs to give he him some needs, snacks yeah some good snacks so baby yoda's not tempted by he needs some eggs. dunkin donuts dunkin donuts <laughs> oh boston cream there you go yeah. just baby yoda can suck a boston cream up <laughs> And just done. Yeah, yeah sorted. Sorted. No more, no more hunger. No more yeah. Sorted. Um, yeah. Another thing that was sort of interesting about the episode is how, drawing on last week's episode, which was the, the first one, um, it explored mm. how after Return of the Jedi, when they blow up the Death Star and everyone's all hunky-dory, that in some parts of the galaxy it wasn't, that they created a power that, vacuum. And, yeah. You know, the mining collective came in, murdered a village took it over the mm. thing that i find oh, of course we haven't we haven't spoken two, about the first episode yeah we haven't no <laughs> i feel like no, it's because we we're still on the episode two hype we're um, still on the episode two hype but yeah episode one like you say it creates yeah star wars has never shown what has happened with that power vacuum before which for me was always really weird because you get the next film in the next trilogy which is always a new bad guy but you're thinking to yourself wait hang on in the previous trilogy they dealt with that bad guy why is that now and so now they finally address that like you say they've here's the power vacuum and mm. in this small town, like it affects these small towns like it did in episode one. You have a small town, a mining collective comes in, murders everyone, which is really bloody dark for a first episode, mm. but fair play to John Favreau for going for it. And yeah, and so- it's, it's what what's nice that they carried over from that episode one, like that idea is that, mm. you know, when the, the rebels turn up or or the New Republic, shall we say, because it's, yeah. it's that era now, when the they Republic, turn up yeah. to hunt, you know, hunt down the Mandalorian and eventually mm. rescue him at the end, they, yeah. no, they, they don't help him. They're not like, oh, okay, we'll fix your ship. No. They're like, eh, just... Yeah. Stay off our territory, like just keep keep mm-hmm. your distance. And I think that yeah. was really interesting because they're they're framed as the good guys through and through in Star Wars. Through and in Star Wars, they're yeah. not. They're kind of just, no, no. They're kind of just being dicks, you know. Yeah, so, they're kind of just there. They're like, you know, they're poli- they're police, aren't they? You yeah, know, they're there to keep order. 
and Mandor presents this issue for them where he's not got like certain permits or whatever to be in that part of space. So they're like having to deal with them. And suddenly yeah. they turn from the good guys we all know. You see the X-Wings and it's like, oh, no, it's the good guys. And suddenly, no, they're actually the bad guys and Mando needs to escape from these guys. Yeah, so in a way, they've kind of become the stormtroopers on they're the Yeah, you know? they're the new... Yeah. Yeah, because Which is an interesting, it, an interesting, it's uh, an interesting premise. Yeah, so Whether that's down to the writer. Well, I'm guessing it'll be down to the writers and also yeah. John Favreau. Well, yeah, John Favreau, as we both very much love. love um, he's brilliant. Know, he's he's really he's really doing a good job at the moment. Yeah, um, and Dave Filoni as well, and mm-hmm. all the directors and writers that are working on the Mandalorian, yeah. they're doing a, a tremendous job. Like. You know, this is One, this is the good stuff. You know, you're giving us stuff. the good stuff. Yeah. I love, yeah, but John Favreau, I see his name as a director on anything. I'm like, I want to watch that because he just creates really interesting premises, films. Yeah. Uh, like Chef. So Chef, it's just a cooking thing, but he makes it like really interesting. It's like this food truck. It's a journey. It's a story about a father and son who don't mm. really connect at first. Uh, there's like a difference in technology, I guess. The son's like, here's Twitter. And John Favreau's character's like, I don't know how to use Twitter and gets into an argument uh, like randomly and doesn't mean to. But it's uh, there's those sort of premises that are really nice. Yeah. And, and what's really neat about that approach and you know the way they learned to cook from of Roy Choi for the yeah. movie as well mm-hmm. he, so for him yeah. to turn around and go well hang on how about i make a cooking show out of this as well so the yeah, folks, can, the the folks at home can cook the dishes i cooked in the movie like that's yeah. that's so good mm-hmm. like you know um like like the I mean, cubanos grilled cheeses those are those yeah. are gorgeous oh they oh, look so, so good. good amazing gotta make those you've made them i've, not I've made, made them, them. They're, they're, yeah, they're I, awesome because he goes into detail, him and uh, Roy, isn't it? Yeah, it's Roy. Yeah, yeah, and they go into detail about like all the all the ingredients you need, and they do the full, the full sort of chef breakdown and cook mm. the recipe. But it's not like a very, it's professional, but not formal. Yeah, it's like you're, it's, it's like you're hanging with your like. mates, and your mates are like cooking yeah. for you. Yeah. Yeah, you know, most episodes he meets he meets with people. He had Sam Raimi, another another director you love. He had the, oh yes, I had him on one of the shows. He goes to meet other chefs who would have been a part of the film as yeah. well, which I find really interesting because in the film he goes to different places, different cafes, restaurants that sell these really cool. Uh, foods and you're like oh i wonder if that place is still running you know if if it's like the same people behind it and they mm. are like these the people he sees in the film uh quite a lot of them they're not actors these are actual chefs that he's meeting with and it just so happens that they're in the scenes giving john favreau's character like food yeah uh, to help with the food truck honestly like oh if you're listening to this, John Favreau, we love you. We love you. Here's something we should talk about. Speaking of characters in... This is a personal thing that I was like thinking about the other day when I actually rewatched Chef. You have um, Scarlett Johansson and what's, what's uh, John uh, Favreau's? Sophia, Sophia Vergara. Yeah. So they're uh, two beautiful women. 
no question. I always, no offense to John Favreau, he's punching above his weight, I feel, in the film. Do you think, is that like a fantasy or something? I don't want to say fantasy, but it's like <laughs> he's got two beautiful women who are love interests in this film. And I'm like, John Favreau, have you, have you used your director's, uh, your writing power here to, to have your character be? I mean, we're not accusing Fair you play. of anything, John. Um, <laughs> But fair play. Um, fair play. You know, it, you know, your girlfriend in the film is Scarlett Johansson and your ex-wife, also very pretty, uh, Sophia. Vergara. Vergara, yeah. I always forget the name. Um, yeah, fair play. Who, I believe, is married to the guy who played um, Flash in the first Spider-Man movie, so... Yeah, it's a small little circle yes. he's got. You yes, know? In, yeah. indeed. Yeah, yeah. Because oh. now that because uh, now Flash from the first Spider-Man film, he's like really buff. Like he was a uh, Deathstroke in uh, Justice League as well, I believe. Yeah, was he? Yeah, in the uh, after credit scene. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Well, he was supposed to have a bigger role in the in the Snyder Cut, which, as we know now, is actually a thing and is happening. Um, yeah. But that can't, may can't end up being that. be great. that may end up being another episode that we talk about, perhaps mm-hmm. when it releases. Oh yeah, when it which when is it only releases. three months away. Ooh, so that's going to be really good. Yeah, that'll be very good. So um, I suppose that basically wraps everything up. Um, up. Those are the two things we have loved. Yeah, Mandalorian. We kind of love the console. We love to see it. We love to see, we love to see come it. Out with, yeah. We love to watch like, all the, the drama. It, it pushes out new games from developers that always want to beat the competition. And yeah. even though, yeah, it's it's caused a bit of a division, which I don't like, you do have some absolutely incredible games coming out of there. And it's going to be amazing to see how they develop and if they're any good. Yeah. So... Uh, that has been for the love of the console war and the Mandalorian, Mandalorian. featuring Chef. Um, featuring Chef, John Favreau. Hi, John. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I wish. Um, so we will be back same time next week with more exciting stuff to talk about and maybe a mm-hmm. guest. So stay maybe. tuned. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep your podcast services open, your Spotify's, mm-hmm. your iTunes's, your SoundClouds, yes, you. wherever you listen all, to podcasts. Yeah, we both hope you're all safe. You're doing well with the new lockdown in and hope you're all keeping safe. So... Goodbye for now. Take care. Nice. See you guys See you next later. Week. Thank you very much.